This is Shuffle, your backstage pass to Northeast Ohio's independent music scene. I'm Amanda Rabinowitz. We're kicking off our seventh year of Shuffle, and we have some great episodes planned over the next couple of months, spanning pop to indie folk hop, and our bright winter preview is coming up in February. We kick off 2023 in New Philadelphia, Ohio, a place very close to my heart. I graduated high school in Tuscarawas County and lived in New Philly for a while after college when I worked at WJER Radio. So when I heard from musician Aaron Troyer, who goes by the Blue Winter, I drove to my hometown and met up with him downtown at his brand new recording studio. And we talked about how he's doing his part to foster a small music scene there. You know, Aaron, I, I, I first want to know a little bit about you. So I grew up in Sugar Creek, which is a little town uh, like 20 minutes from Dover, Philly area, which is where we are right now. And my dad was a musician. He runs a music store in Sugar Creek, and I was kind of always around that stuff. When I was little, I would have gone to the music store and taken lessons with him. And mm-hmm. it wasn't a thing my parents forced me to do or anything. It was just I remember asking to be able to do that. You know, it was like not a big deal for me to practice four hours a day or something like that. And the next like development would have been a band I was in in like college age years. Uh, It was called Come Wind. Uh, We would do like tours around the U.S. and stuff and uh, recorded some stuff in Nashville and in Atlanta and stuff like that. You know, it reached a certain point where we were all married, and um, I think I don't think anybody had kids yet, but it was, you know, the thought of, well, we'll probably have kids, and mm-hmm. touring is like not, I mean, people make it work, but it's not the most fun for that, because you're just away for so long. We kind of ended that, um, I don't know, like five years ago, something like that. I had started doing some more heavy-duty recording on my own with what I had. And probably a year later, I started doing the first Blue Winter record myself. I uh, was learning a whole bunch, so uh, I, I'm really proud of that first record. When I look back, you know, there's things that I hear that I say, ooh, man, really wish I could have done that one different. <laughs> uh, uh, eventually, that led to doing studio stuff here. You mentioned Come Wind. Mm-hmm. How did that take off to where you were able to tour nationwide? Um, <laughs> lots of work. Lots yeah. of work. We were very lucky because I've I've met tons of bands over the years, and we were all really good friends. We got along great, so obviously there's disagreements and stuff, but there's in that group of people, we got along so well. So we would practice like all the time, working on original songs and stuff. And then when it came time to play, we would play anywhere. <laughs> yeah, like that's what any, it takes, huh? Yeah, like anywhere. So I remember... <laughs> 
like before we actually started doing like string together dates where you'd go, you know, Columbus and then Pittsburgh and then you do like these little weekend runs. Before that, there was for sure a month where we did in one month, I think we did 16 shows in Ohio. Basically, whoever would let us play for a little bit. And then obviously after months and months and months and months of that, you start getting some people who are interested in what you do and, and believe in what you do. And then they start coming to the other shows. And then then you try to go somewhere out of state and you try to go to Pittsburgh. And then you hope that some of those other Ohio people come. And then you, st- you try to expand the radius. Uh, but it's a lot of work. You know, this is cool to be in this space. Talk about this recording studio and how you set this all up here. Yeah, I taught uh, guitar lessons for a long time while I was in bands at my dad's store in Sugar Creek. Half of the teachers that worked there were from Dover, Philly. My dad doesn't love the, <laughs> like, the retail part of music stores, like selling Ooh. guitars, and he doesn't love that stuff. So eventually what happened was some of us said, hey, why don't we take all your new stuff and we'll we'll like buy that from you and we'll just do some stuff in Philly because there's not at the time there wasn't much like of a music store like you know where lots and lots and lots of lessons are happening is a lot of the teachers who live in Philly we just moved here uh, in this like super cool downtown area with this really old cool looking building that was mm-hmm. like refinished and stuff I've taught here for probably the past four years four or five years so who owns the music store? Um, so the music store is kind of wild. It's actually owned by a ministry. It's owned by, so it's technically a nonprofit. It's owned by Off the Wall Ministry. What ended up happening was in the space that we're in right now, the people who worked on the storefront, there was an apartment that they had. And as soon as it opened up, I kind of talked to the owners and said, hey, please, please, please let me rent this space. Because at the time... I would have been doing some of obviously some of my stuff, but also projects for other people um, that were friends of mine who would run into me and say, hey, can you help me record? I got these three songs. I'd love to do these three songs. So then I'd have them come over to my basement. And I had a lot, not all this stuff, but a lot of the stuff that you see here would have been in my basement. So, you know, it got to the point of I would have kind of borderline strangers like friend of a friend Mm -hmm. who would come and then they'd come into my house you know I have a wife and a now three-year-old son there's something about that that to me feels a little weird Mm -hmm. I moved in my equipment probably about a year ago you know I guess my main question is this is New Philadelphia Ohio (laughs) other than recording your projects what kind of demand is there for something like this here So there's a lot of demand for even commercial stuff that they just need their audio edited for commercials and stuff. And I don't mind doing that. I think my favorite thing, at least right now, my favorite thing is artists like Megan, uh, which you had, uh, you talked to her. Yeah, Megan Bowman, a solo folk rock artist who performs as Wreck Like Me. We had her on Shuffle back in September and her debut album, which came out last year called Time Goes On, was one of my favorites of the year. And you produced that. I wish I had amnesia. Forget all this wasted time. 
she would mostly play guitar and piano. And one of my favorite things is I can kind of help help her see the vision of this is what I'd like the full song to sound like. I can help her say, well, let's let's do this for electric guitar and let's do this song and we'll have these kinds of drums and this song will have this kind of bass sound and this we'll do an organ for this song or something. I can kind of help bring those songs to a, like a full band setting uh, with just her and me. And I do think that there's like in Dover, Philly, there's more of those people than you'd think. Yeah. <laughs> because if you're a solo artist that only kind of has you to rely upon, you don't have a band behind you. So you, so the most, like the gigs you're going to play are you and an acoustic guitar and a mic. I wish there were more band bands in Dover, Philly. When I was growing up, the thing was just like, you always start a band. Uh, Everybody in high school had a band. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And these days... I might be a little like secluded and maybe it's just here, but it just seems like that's le- way less of a thing. Why do you of. think that is? The unfortunate part to me is I think that people value music less than they did 10 years ago, uh, which is a real bummer to me. Yeah. But uh, on maybe a, a more neutral side, I think with technology, I think it's a lot easier to, to do music on your own. I think pretty much anybody with a computer and some kind of interface to get a mic into can do beats and you can record vocals it's not like getting your friends together and jamming out in the basement yeah exactly which it's probably a little nostalgic for me but i wish the people who do the like solo computer thing could experience that a little bit more i think mostly what happens specifically here in dover and philly is because we don't have a quote-unquote music venue most people would start a band here, but a lot of times they're going to play more in Canton, Akron, because there's way more venues up there. Here, you know, you're kind of stuck playing bars with a stage. Are you hoping to maybe change that, Aaron? Um, I would hope to have a have some kind of impact, um, both in teaching and doing recording stuff. I, I'm always hesitant to say like, oh, you know, I want this big change to happen, because I don't know that I can do that myself. But at the same time. One of my main draws to music is the 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 joy it brings me, um, the fact that I've played music for the last twenty some years and it still feels fresh, you know. It still feels exciting. I guess my big hope would would be that people can see that and want to do that themselves. I tell like students that I teach, it's such a bizarre thing because I'll teach eight hours and then I'll go home and play guitar. Really, <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like a I, it, it's it's weird because it doesn't get old to me. So I hope that in some way that is inspiring to people um, to want to do more music. Uh, and I think that would be my biggest hope. I would love it if there were more bands and there was a venue around here. I would love that. I would think it would be so cool. Is this the only music shop that teaches lessons in this area? Uh, there's still one in Dover, Roseland's. Is that still there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's where my friends took lessons in high school. And we're talking the 90s. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're oh, still yeah. there. Oh, yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. I do love your pride for this area. But most people who would have the ability to set up something like this would say, I'm not going to set this up in New Philly. <laughs> I'm going to go to Canton or Akron or Cleveland or, or somewhere where there would be a thriving scene for something like sure. this. Sure, sure, sure. But you seem to love it here. Yeah. I So I think for the last 10 years or whatever, I've been teaching lessons and that means that I'm interacting 
for a minimum of a half hour at a time with, you know, just human interaction, talking to people, getting to know people. Um, and there's some really good people here. There's some just awesome people who have lots of empathy for other people. And, um, you know, I, I, I think that there's some value to that. And I think teaching and, and things like that has made me love those people and want to contribute here. I don't know. I think maybe you experienced some of some of this too because you kind of grew up around here. I think there's a general thing. It seems like a little bit for Ohio in general, but also this area where you're in high school and you just say, oh, this is the worst. I want to get out of here. <laughs> I want to go away. I've been a lot of places and I think that there's some good stuff here. I agree. Uh, even Philly is, is kind of growing in culture a lot. We're like, there's... Um, there's kind of a growing art scene happening here, which is really exciting. That's inspiring, I hope, a new generation of people who see the value in that. Mm. I hope that music becomes a thing more and more that people value uh, and that there can be kind of a renaissance or whatever, if you will. It's yep. interesting you say that because I lived in downtown New Philadelphia after college for about five years. Okay. Driving down here now, I don't get down here as much because I live in Akron, but driving through downtown new philadelphia i've noticed a change the music shop here that caught my attention and it's like there are cool things happening here yeah i know a lot of people my age and older who are really invested in making philly a cool place mm -hmm. that really believe in i mean dover too but like dover and philly like this area making it a place that that people love to be here and i think when you have people like that i think this sounds so cheesy, but I think anything is possible. I think that there's been kind of a cool growth that I've noticed uh, around town here that makes me excited about what the future holds. Absolutely. Your studio does have a name. The studio's name is Redbird Studio. And why Redbird? I think Cardinals are like an inherently Ohio thing. Like, <laughs> like you, you know what I mean? It's like not the... I totally agree. It's like a... Like, like in certain parts of the year, it will be like not... <laughs> uncommon to see a cardinal like every morning yeah and in the band in come wind there was kind of this thing that we always did with album art that was um uh they had cardinals like a lot uh but they'd be you know sometimes hidden within artwork and and things like that it kind of just became a thing and even with my the other thing i thought was really cool about it um was my dad's store is named hummingbird music uh, wow. and I didn't think about this until after I chose the name, but I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Cause like he has a bird store and so do I. <laughs> I love that. Um, so that's yeah, really cool. um, it's deeply personal to me as well that I just really like. So. You know, Aaron, I do want to talk about the Blue Winter. You talked a little bit about it at first, but talk about how bl the Blue Winter came to be. Yeah. My best friend in the world, uh, his name's Ben, the drummer in the previous band, Come Wind. And I've known him 12-ish years. You just kind of understand each other, and especially on a music level, that's so awesome because there's a little bit of chemistry there and understanding what the other person's going to do. And after Come Wind had ended, I was still going to make music of some kind. And I had told him, like, 
I might want to do a project where maybe there's no, you know, big shows or tours involved, but I want to write music and I want to make it as best I can. We would work on songs every week and try to arrange them in, in a way that we liked. We kind of wanted to merge into, I guess, more of the stuff that I was listening to, which was folk artists and singer-songwriters. So it was a little bit of a discovery at first of, even though I listened to that all the time for the past eight years I was writing rock and roll anthems and stuff so there was a little bit of a journey at first in doing that when I did the first record what it actually was was I did a song every month for a year so you put them together and it's volume one yeah mm -hmm. and uh, then volume two volume two it came out yeah. 2019 but then in a weirdly unrelated thing, I had a, a year that was like separate from his issues where this would have been during COVID times that I started having these wild migraines that actually gave me stroke symptoms. And there was a pretty much a year of my life where like every month I was going to a doctor and doing these tests and all this stuff. And again, long story short, thankfully, by the end of that, I was able to find some, some help through some doctors and, and things like that to where I got back to functioning normal and, and leave, leading a life that was fairly normal again. So finally, over the past year, me and Ben were able to finally sit down and all of these songs that had been written, some of them a long time ago, were able to actually track them and be creative with them and record them. So it took a long time uh, to get to a volume two, much longer than I had anticipated, but uh, I'm really proud of it, and I think, it's, I think it's a really cool group of songs. It seems like you're really making music now for the simple joy of making music. For sure. So when I was in bands, my least favorite thing, my absolute least favorite thing was the marketing stuff and the business side of stuff. The older I get, the more I just want to write songs that I'm proud of and that I, that to me are good songs. I just want to make songs that people like to listen to and they can connect with. But that's, I think that's been like a big journey of mine over the past five, 10 years of just learning. I'm who I am regardless of these songs, but I also want to make them the best that I can. I want to do stuff that I am proud of and that I'm excited about first and then go from there. It's been so great chatting with you, Aaron, and hanging out in your studio and 
it's exciting to see what's going to happen next. Thanks for having me. Um, I really, uh, I don't just say this. Uh, I really feel honored that somebody would want to talk to me. So I think, uh, yeah, I'm just really grateful. So I think it's awesome. You can find links to the Blue Winter, Redbird Studio, and other Shuffle episodes at ideastream.org slash shuffle. We'll be back in two weeks with Cleveland pop artist Shayla Hope. Thanks for tuning in to Shuffle, your backstage pass to Northeast Ohio's independent music scene. I'm Amanda Rabinowitz. Mm-hmm.